Brian Gagner Photography in Sedgwick, reminding humans of their connection to nature through thoughtful landscape imagery. 359-6779 or briangagnerphotography.com. When the world holds to the way, running horses fertilize the fields with their droppings. And when the world loses the way, war horses breed themselves on the suburbs. There is no calamity like not knowing what is enough. There is no evil like coveting. Only those who know what is enough will always have enough. That's from the Tao Te Ching number 46. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Aonajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall between us and the rest of creation. And Aonajo is an Algonquian word which means small, misty mountain. Yeah, this is the Almanac for November the 24th. Um, through December the 1st, the first quarter of the cold moon. Uh, there are some calendar events that you might be interested in. On the 24th of November in 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald was shot. And in November 27th, the Portland storm brought 27 inches of snow to New London, Connecticut in 1898. And um, November 29th, 1972, do you remember this? Pong, coin-operated video game, debuted. Natural and unnatural events for this quarter moon. War, or its equivalent, may be a natural event, although it is extremely rare among species other than our own. E.O. Wilson reports in his insect societies, territorial fighting among mature colonies of both the same and differing species is common but not universal in ants. They even go as far as to eliminate some of the species, especially those closest to them. But these, of course, are ants, and war seems to be virtually non-existent among warm-blooded animals other than human beings, as near as we can tell. Many birds, canines, and some other mammals will fight with others of their own kind over territory or food or mating rights. But a fight to the death in such conditions is rare enough as to be considered accidental by most biologists. The elephant, the white-tailed deer, the wolf, and others will fight over territory or mating rights. But the fight is not to the death because there are universally recognized signals of surrender. Flight is one such signal. Ritualized submissive behavior or surrender is another. A canine overwhelmed by another canine will grovel, roll over on its back like a puppy, or expose its vulnerable neck, which elegantly causes its aggressor quickly to halt its attack. <clears throat> I have a theory about this, and it's very simple, although maybe uninformed, but I think you could do the research and prove it out. 
Genetic diversity within a species is highly beneficial from an evolutionary standpoint, giving that species a larger toolbox and so helping them to survive over the long run. Individuals which are less aggressive, say in combat, may have other valuable survival skills to be passed on to their offspring and after a time to the whole species. You could call this a natural law or if you will, the way of the universe. <clears throat> In fact, uncontrolled aggression against one's own species presents a major risk to the survival of that species, leading to an evolutionary dead end in which ultimately the biggest and baddest member of the species kills all the rest and is left alone with an ever smaller toolbox of skills and an ever smaller gene pool to soon be overcome naturally by a bigger and badder or smaller and badder member of another species. So this is why from the earliest statements on war in the Tao Te Ching over 2,500 years ago to the most recent revisions of the Geneva Accords in 1996, Humans, like nearly all other animals, have recognized certain decent standards of warfare. Among them, that innocents and non-combatants must not be killed, that when the enemy surrenders, all attack should cease, and that the enemy should be given quarter and kept among the living. You know, it'd be safe to say that every school teacher on every schoolyard in this vast and beautiful country from purple mountains majesty to amber waves of grain, would know and would insist on and would enforce such fundamental standards of behavior. And yet, if we insist on these standards for our children, why do we forget the ancient wisdom, go dumb, and turn away when our war-crazed leaders blatantly violate basic human standards of decency? <clears throat> and this is why I would like to nominate the warmongers, whether they're clad in suits and ties or in turbans, whether calling upon God or Allah, for membership in another species altogether. These men are most certainly not looking out for our species, if God or the Tao or Darwin or anything to go by. These men are clearly not mankind. And if they're so big and bad, let them come out from behind their desks, out of their bunkers and hiding places, and let them do the indecent, inhuman things they're relentlessly pushing and urging real humans to do to other real humans. Or even better, let them go off somewhere else and start their own species. Uh, let's call it Homo horribilis, and let them all go at it until they ugly each other to death and they're all gone. Just leave the real, genuine, decent humans out of it. We've had enough of war. So finally, here's another seed pod for you to carry around with you. This one from the Tao Te Ching as well. He who knows the way does not try to override the world with force of arms. It is in the nature of a military weapon to turn against its wielder. Wherever armies are stationed, thorny bushes grow, 
After a great war, bad years invariably follow. You must not feel proud. You must re rather regret that you had not been able to prevent war. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>